0: live here on another episode of the Calcio Connection. Connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. Just six guys who are tired of the international break. We want the city of I to come back. We want club football to come back. Now, it doesn't really help the international break that uh, Italy had been playing like they have a Euro 2020 hangover, which is fine when you win the entire thing. You can be a little bit lackluster in the next international break. Alex Dono, alongside as always, let me introduce my co-host before we introduce our guests. I don't know. Why is it looking so somber there, Jerry? Like, uh, am I in an interrogation room or something? Well, you got the light shining on me. It's super dark back there. Are you upset oh, yeah. today? Jerry Manchini is with us here, of course. Oh, see yeah. Jerry, shine it at your face, not at the camera, and then we're Try good. It. Is that better? Not better at all. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> How's that? I, I guess it's it's better than before, I guess. <laughs>
1: I don't fucking know, man. It's because it's dark in this room. This light for some reason. is like... Oh, no, whatever, man. Hello. Get out of here, Mario.
0: Yeah, we already right. got Mario.
1: Jorge Mendez.
0: Mendez. Ronaldo's agent done. is with <laughs> us now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jerry coming to you live from a cave. <laughs> from a cave. <laughs> so, Jerry, Jerry, before before we get into, we got a lot of City on matches coming up this weekend. Inter and Roma don't really have big matches, but Lazio and Milan play each other, which is huge. you got Juventus Napoli this weekend, which is gigantic, so it's a big city oh, yeah. A weekend. This is going to be a really good one, but Jerry, before we get into the club competitions returning this weekend, can you explain to all of us why your guy Chito still can't perform for the national team? I thought he was now a 4-3-3 merchant. <laughs> Like, he's looked really good under Soddy for the first couple of weeks of the season, good in preseason, and I'm, I'm still not seeing him do it for Mancini. What's going on?
1: I, I think he just lost all confidence. I think he's done. He, he He's just too much pressure. He's overthinking. When he doesn't have to overthink, he does. Like, it's just a combination. Look where he scuffed that shot like freaking, like a NFL kicker, and he boots it right over the net, man, like way into the field, like and then when he when he has to make a simple pass, he can't his confidence is ruined. Now, watch this weekend when he plays uh Milan, Probably ends up scoring a goal because yeah. he's got no pressure. It, it, it's not a it's not a freaking like top 4 team, I'll be honest. It's there's no pressure at Lazio. It's just a, a mid just a, a perfect club for him that allows him to play his game, play to his ability, and that's it. Um it's unfortunate that it's gotten gone into this. I didn't think he was bad in the Euros. I'll be honest. No, it and didn't I, score I played, enough, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad without the ball. Like he did other things. He pressures, he, he draws people towards him. He opens up players. He creates things in the last two games. I didn't see nothing. The game against Bulgaria. I think he, sh- six passes to like, I don't know who the fuck he was passing to. Like no man's land let's just be honest, shanking passes, looking lost like a puppy, running around, and and, and, and I, I can only use the excuse of the 4-3-3 doesn't work for so long, and the fact that, oh, I, I see people saying that we need to play to, to the way Immobile plays. To a certain degree, I, I agree with that, like give him the pass when he makes the run. I think that's the only thing that, that bothers me, but overall, like, you you still need to know what you're doing. I, I don't get how he played so well in the first two games for Lazio in a 4-3-3, was moving perfect, in the right spots, and then when it comes to Italy, like, he just doesn't know where to be. Is it... The chemistry can't be the same excuse anymore because he's been playing with the same guys for, what, 20 games now? So that becomes a nuisance. Like, it's just a, a comment that you can only get to so long. I don't know, man. Like, I I, I, I I'm, I, I know Mario is saying go to fucking Belotti. Fuck him, too. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: I don't think he would no. do any better, honestly. Fuck Belotti. Fuck him, he too. He wouldn't do any
1: Fuck better. Him, I'm going to go with Lucci when he said this offline. You go to Skamaka. You go to Keen. Give him go a chance, s- yeah. Give somebody a chance who you haven't seen yet. We've seen what we can do with Belotti. It doesn't work any better. Give somebody else a chance. Uh, me, me, go to Zanjolo. Try a false nine with him. Yeah. See if that works. You, if it doesn't work, then you go back to plan A, and you hope that maybe you give him Immobilist some time off. Maybe he's tired because I'm not using this as an excuse, and it goes for a lot of players. Maybe he's just mentally drained, physically drained for how much he's played between international play to club league play. These guys, let's remember, they played the Euros. They get like two weeks off. And then you got to go right back to preseason training. you got to train for your league. You go into a season. You're right back to Euros. I mean to qualify again. You're going to go back to the league this weekend. You're going to go back to now Nations League. And I know it's not. It goes for all players. But I think it takes a toll on everybody. No one has looked good the last two games. Let's be realistic here. Other than Locatelli yesterday. And I know Luigi's like to off the bench. I was, I was 50-50 with him. I think everyone as a whole was whatever, like, for me. I just think Locatelli was the best player, and that was it. Um, Chiesa did one that nice spurts. I get that he got that play there. But overall, I, I didn't see enough from everybody other than Locatelli. Um, against Bulgaria, everybody fucking sucked. Let's be ah. honest there. Like there's, <laughs> so I'd love to hear what you guys say. I, I'm done talking because I can keep on going. But um, there, there's no – there's. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> the interrogation no, like, light. There's no, there's I'll no, tell you whatever you want to know. There's no immobile bias from me here. I, 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 I can tell. I know, I know, and
0: I respect that because I, I, I see can't. I see some other I see some other Lazio making excuses for the guy left and right, but it's like, dude, like the the fact that he's struggling with the national team, it doesn't take away anything from what he does at Lazio. Like you can just admit he's struggling. But listen, for as bad of an international break as immobile is having. He's having a better break than Weston McKinney. I mean, and I'm starting to see the rumors for why this guy, you know, was, uh, you know, why he was uh, sent home violating quarantine. I saw a rumor about him crashing a bachelorette party that came from the L.A. Times. So, you know, it's pretty you know, wild.
1: I, I, I want to give a shout to Monica. And she said a good point. I get that it was nothing bad what what uh, McKinney did at uh, like, it's just, oh, he had no mask on. But at the end of the day. Well, hold on, though. No,
0: but because uh, what really happened, though, because I saw people putting this picture saying, oh, he got suspended for, like, taking a picture with a fan with no mask. But I think that was bullshit. I don't think that's why he got suspended. I think he got suspended because he went to a party and partied all night. I think that was the real oh, really? story. Yeah. No, the the thing about because I, I saw this thing online about, oh, you know, him, quote unquote, breaking protocol was like taking a picture with a fan with no mask on. But that wasn't the real story. Like uh this L.A. Times thing came out and Landon Donovan was on Grant Wall's podcast today and he didn't like reveal what it was. But he said, I know what it is. And it was really bad. And like, I'm embarrassed for him. So it was like, uh, yeah, I, I think he went to a party, supposedly. But l- let me introduce the panel and then we're going to go around on City. Uh, I want to introduce Anthony first because I know Anthony, he is on call. So in case he gets called into work or anything, I want to make sure this man gets to say his piece. He joins us from Australia. How are you doing, sir?
2: Good, Alex. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Always a pleasure. Lovely to see such a good-looking panel. Looking forward to speaking cultural, men. How are you doing, Alex?
0: Well, clearly your screen is not working if you think this is a good-looking panel. Although there is. <laughs>
2: we, we do have
0: a couple of handsome gentlemen all the way to the right. And let me introduce the manliest jawline you will find on Calcio Twitter. In fact, I I want everybody to vote for our guy, Daniel Lucci, because Jerry put out a poll, the battle of the jaws. Who has the more divine jaw? Is it a Zuri fan, Phil, or Daniel Lucci? And, Lucci, I'm sure you have a tab open on the results because the last I checked was at least a half hour ago. You're clinging to a 51% lead. Are you still in the lead? Everyone go to Jerry's Twitter timeline and vote for Lucci.
3: Thanks for the support, Alex. Um, last time I checked, I think it was up by a couple of percent, but uh, I don't know. Jerry Jerry's probably want, wants me to lose on this one, just like he wants Juve to lose all the time. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a while, but uh, looking forward to talk some uh, talk some Calcio.
0: Yeah, we got some big games coming up. And one of those big games, it's going to pit Miguel A.J. against Jerry Mancini because we have Lazio Milan this weekend. So let's introduce one of our favorite Milanisti. I'm actually pointing in the right direction. I'm proud of myself. Usually I
4: get it all <laughs> backwards. Miguel AJ is with us. Miguel, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, I'm happy that not many Milanisti are away for international breaks. So we don't have to worry about an injury. So I'm feeling good, honestly. I love it. Uh, we got Mass on, our favorite
5: Romanista joining us. Mass, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you, Alex? Thanks for having me back on.
0: Of course, it's my pleasure. And and Miguel mentioned international duty. Uh, like I want to ask you, Anthony, because you probably know this. <clears throat> What's the deal with like the players who are over in South America? Like are, are Inter not going to have any of Lautaro, Korea? I'm guessing Vidal with Chile. Alexis was injured anyway. So like are, are none of these guys because of the travel and and the COVID restrictions? Are none of these guys going to be back this weekend?
2: Yeah, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Don't ever bank on South America doing things properly because they've just basically ruined everything for the rest of people. Oh yeah, in I mean you see that protocol. that Brazil Argentina match Bro. where they're like oh, they're deporting
0: man. people five yeah. minutes into the match for
2: breaking pro- COVID protocol. You couldn't do this at the border, at the hotel, at breakfast in the morning, at the tour bus on the way, in the dressing room, in the tunnel. No, you had to do it six and a half minutes after kickoff to the point where even the Brazilian players led by Neymar were like, man, if they're going to walk, we'll walk as well. Humanitarianism and logic prevails in this situation right here. Um, In terms of uh, Inter getting their players back or anybody in Serie are getting their players back, I think it will be at the discretion of how many hours they arrive and looking at it at the moment, it doesn't look like they're going to arrive tomorrow. Um, I uh, could be I could stand corrected on that, but unless they do arrive quickly, I, I- I'm inclined to think most of the South American players are going to miss match day three in Serie A, and that's not just my opinion. That's what I think everybody in Italy will do to cover their own asses as well in order to prevent basically a full-scale breakout or full-scale repercussions from a logistical point of view. Either way, it's not a good look, um, So, and I think we're going to see more of this this season. Just because it's happening now doesn't mean it'll be the only time. I'm prepared for many disruptions this season, man, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm anticipating because in most of like the projected... Um, and it's obviously very early, early in the week, but in most of the projections for what Inter's squad is going to look like on Sunday against Samp, uh, it, most of them have the way Inter open up the season with Dzeko up front and Sensi playing behind him. Um, and I've seen even some that try to say Satriano might start. You know, he's Uruguayan, but he's not with the national team, so he, he would be available to Inter. But pretty much everyone seems to be in agreement that you will not expect Lautaro or Correa back from international duty with Argentina in this one. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, InterSOMP is not our priority because we have bigger fish to fry this coming weekend. Uh, I want to go chronologically, and we, we do not have a Napoli supporter on this panel, but we do have our favorite Juventino with the divine jawline. We have Daniel Lucci. And on Saturday, Lucci, it'll be a noon game You know, for, for us uh, in the States. It'll be 6 p.m. Italian time juventus taking on napoli obviously for juve this is this is go time man i mean you guys dropped points in a couple of games that were very winnable on paper now you've got a tough matchup you got to go down in naples to get this one do you think we're going to get a better version of juve uh this is not officially a must win but we're getting into that territory luch
3: yeah i think we'll definitely get a better performance i I think allegri will want to have these guys fired up especially after the international break um my main concern is, you know, some of the players might not be available, especially the South Americans, uh, Dibala, Benton Kerr, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe if, uh, Kudrato, another one. So, and who knows what's going to happen with McKenny now? He might get himself suspended for doing, you know, not some very, you know, adult like smart decisions. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a whole other story. Who knows what to believe yeah. there? Um, but, uh, it's definitely going to be tough. You know, Napoli's going to want to win. There's no doubt about that. And, um, it's it's almost a, a a must win. You know, I know it's only three games in, but you can't go. You know, a, a tie and a in a loss, and then you know take another loss. It's it's not going to look good on the table. That's for sure.
0: What has been to you in these first two matches? It was a draw with Udinese uh, on the road, uh, a pretty surprising one nil loss at home to Empoli for the second one. What's been the biggest thing that's lacking? Now I know uh, CR seven did leave between uh the first match day and the second match day I don't know how high up there you list that on the priorities of things that didn't go right not having him available against Empoli but what have
3: been the big things to you that Juve have been lacking so far well to start off on the CR7 it's about time you know see you later don't let the door hit you on the way out um obviously the way he handled that whole situation was kind of um you know not very professional in my eyes but whatever you do what you got to do for your career it's totally understandable but um, you know, it just looks like the team is not, they're not all on the same page right now. I don't know if Allegri is trying to instill something that he wants that's different from last season, but it just looks like, you know, the the, the organization, you know, the chemistry is not there right now. Maybe that's going to take some time to, to recreate. That's understandable, but you can't be taking, you know, losses left, right and center because, you know, soon enough you're going to be too far down the table where you're not going to be able to catch up. Um, I do think... You know the likes of Chiesa and Keane and and Locatelli are going to have you know going to be Juventus's main you know players going forward. Uh, hopefully, Dybala can can do something as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Napoli is definitely not going to be easy, but it's it's definitely doable, no doubt.
2: Do you Just have on D- Anthony, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Alex. Just on Dybala, um, Daniel. Man, what's the furthest you'd go in terms of his contract? Is twelve mil absolutely taking the piss? I know eight mil. I know the Juventus are ready to give eight. It's serious because I know Daniel will give me the most accurate answer yeah. possible yeah. for no, me. Man, so- tw- twelve is taking the absolute piss, bro.
3: I, I agree. I, I think you know from mm-hmm. what I'm reading now, they're offering him eight point five plus. I think one point five in bonuses to equal ten, which yeah. I think is more than fair. Um, oh, you know, yeah. last season we saw he, he was hardly available with injuries. Mm-hmm sometimes he's when he is available he's not at his best but when he is on he's one of the best players in Syria. there's no doubt yeah. about it but we see that too you know not nearly enough and I think now that we're seeing you know with uh, Allegri first and then Saadi and then Pirlo now Allegri again, each coach is having an issue on where to play him and where to find out his best position is. So if you're that good, you should be able to play no matter where you are on the pitch. you know you have the skill, you have the talent if you can stay healthy, you should be able to perform no matter what. And, you know, for $12 million, I just don't see him, um, you know, being worth that much. Although, you know, there's been crazier contracts given out at Juventus. So um, it's it's tough to say. But me personally, I don't I wouldn't give him more than than 10. I think that's a fair offer.
0: Luch, I got one more question for you. Then I want to go around the table yeah. uh, for predictions for Napoli, Juve, uh, you know, because I started off the bat. Jerry and I were talking a little bit about, you know, why Weston McKenney was sent home. Uh, and uh, Nick Knox was asking about this what have you heard did you hear the same thing I did uh, about him partying do you think that's an unfounded rumor or is that kind of yeah the consensus? so it seems
3: to be a couple mixed rumors I know you mentioned Landon Donovan and some people are saying he might not be the most accurate source to, to listen to but apparently according to Landon he was out doing some things he shouldn't be doing and he didn't want to get into full details about that but you know, he's Landon was saying, you know, I've done some crazy things in my career, but I would never do something like this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So who knows what it could be. I know there was a picture circulating him um coming off the bus, uh, signing uh, autographs for fans without a mask. And th- that was apparently what the issue was. But from what it sounds like, it's, it's a lot more than that. And now he's on his way back to Italy. So we'll see, I'm sure Allegri and, and, you know, the Juventus management's going to get a full story of what actually happened. And then they're going to decide if, you know, further actions are needed, but, Again, this is not uh, the first time he's done something um, childish, I guess you want to say, or, you know, unprofessional, you know, had that party last, last season with DiBala and Artur. So it kind of questions where, you know, where his head's at, you know, you want to be a professional footballer, but you also got to act like one. you can't be doing things, you know, especially during a pandemic, during COVID, you can't be doing things like that. You got to, you know, look out for yourself, look out for your teammates. You know, it just, just seems unnecessary.
0: Yeah, especially for a guy who's already got a strike. I mean, yeah. he was suspended last season, like you said, for having that party. So it's you would think that he would really be minding his P's and Q's after that. So it's disappointing. It is. but it is. Uh, Yeah, I, I want to go around the table because this is obviously a massive game. Juventus at Napoli. And like Lucci said, uh, we'll, we'll find out more throughout the week about whether we can expect any of Juve's South Americans or not. Uh, Victor Osimen still... Suspended uh, for that red card in match day one. So both teams are going to be without some firepower. Um, I'm expecting Juve to play better than they have. Uh, you know, Napoli did not impress me too much in their last uh, match, needing that last gasp uh, header from uh, from Pitania to take three points. I'm thinking draw for this one, and it feels like a little bit of a cop-out, but I do think it's going to be a good performance from both sides, so I don't think this is going to be like a biscotto nil-nil or a poor performance. I think both teams are going to bring it, but I'm expecting a 1-1 draw here. I'll go around the table. Mass, what do you expect from Juventus at Napoli? Who do you think is going to take this?
5: Uh, I managed to watch both games that they they played so far, Napoli and Juve, and I'm going with the zero-zero draw. I think, especially that they're lacking the firepower with the uh, South Americans, maybe not being able to be fielded. I think it's it's going to be either a zero-zero or like someone's going to squeak away with like a one-nothing, really garbage time goal.
0: Fair enough. What about you, Miguel? What are you expecting from Napoli hosting Juve?
4: Yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. I I could see a potential draw or, like, even a 2-1, 1-0 win. It's not going to be something that's, you know, very dominant, in my opinion, especially with both sides, like, not having any firepower, um, especially without having Oshman's up front. He can't really terrorize Juve's defense um, because Juve's defense is pretty old. um, So that pace, you know, gives Napoli that extra edge on them. But um, I think that this is going to be an interesting one, especially with Huve not having a single win since the City High season started. So, you know, Allegri is going to try to fire out the boys and bring all the firepower that he can to, to bring home a win. But it's going to be a very difficult game for them. Well said. What about you, Anthony?
2: If DiBala was playing, I'd say Juve win 3-0 or 3-1, because this is wow. the type of this is the type of Dybala game where he comes out and tells the world that he's worth double digits and then almost goes missing again for a few months. But that being said, like I love Spalletti, but the man's got like three or four wins against Juve and like 20 losses, bro. There's no coach better at losing to Juventus, even when they don't deserve to lose to Juventus <laughs> and Spalletti. Um, I, I do see I, I do see Allegri and Chiellini almost locking that locker room door saying, don't come back in here without a positive result. And that's what I think is going to get Juventus over the line, their mentality to push through. Whereas um, Napoli is still going to lack some of that against bigger sides this season. I'm going to go Juventus 2-1. And they are clearly the better side on the day, in my opinion.
0: Jerry, do you agree? Who do you see coming out on top? Napoli, Juventus. Who
1: gives a shit? <laughs> I, I knew that was coming at some point. Shit, uh, we'll, we'll get to Lazio and Milan. I, I'm don't so you worry. Mad, I'm just so mad at that comment before, man. I'm so fucking mad. And he follows you too. That piece. You want to tell
0: shit. people what happened? What? would If you, If you don't want to talk about I, it, it's I, fine.
1: How am I a racist, man? Like I, 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 I. Posted. Somebody called. Somebody called Jerry a racist hmm. on
0: Twitter. I, I, I Context. Complete, I, completely, completely, completely out of the. Uh, it's been and all, all, all Jerry, all you did because I saw your tweet. You referred to Weston McKenney as like a mediocre midfielder and somebody called you a racist. Like I it's, it's like, you shouldn't even entertain that Jerry. It's so ridiculous.
1: I, I hate it because I get it. I get it's it's Twitter and like, I shouldn't care about these people. Well, when it's stuff like that, man, it's just a bad perception because then it makes people think and, and people are very easy to be manipulated when it comes to social media. Like get your facts straight, man. Like I hate when people have to jump to conclusion. I hate Black Americans, like, where did my tweet say that? Like, I, I'm very open and I don't shy away from anybody on Twitter, I don't hide behind a screen. And, and the one person who did like it, I'm, I'm not surprised either, but uh, fucking choo of a black Johnny. But, anyways, I'm not scared to say it. I told you, I am not scared to call people when I have to. Um, I, I anybody who likes that, it's pretty sad because get your facts straight before you can make false accusations in regards to Napoli Juventus. I didn't know that Napoli lost 5-1 today to Benevento. Fucking okay, nice. Uh, it was shit, a, man. it was
0: a, I mean, it, it was a friendly, they called in the middle of an international break, but it's still shocking. Like when yeah. I saw the official, I guess I didn't know that game was happening. Uh, but so when I saw the official Napoli account tweet out Napoli, won Benevento five, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why did they even play
1: this game? What was the occasion? I'll go with Juventus. Bizarre. I'll say Juventus beats Napoli only for one reason. I think that playing a, a top five team, top four team like an Napoli side will really get Juventus going. It'll take them to another level and play more more aggressive, not play to the strength of their opponents like an Empoli, say, where they play to that kind of caliber and, and they let their guard down. Um, don't write off this Juventus side that quickly. 22 games. Just like I'm not, I, I, I bantered the last week and a half Lazio being first and everything. It's been nice while it lasted. It ain't going to last that long with Lazio. Let's be realistic. So, mm-hmm. Like I said to every Lazio fan, embrace it. Enjoy it. Use it to your advantage while you can because it ain't going to be there forever. At the end of the day, I see Inter being on top. We'll, we'll talk about our standings and everything later, but at the end of the day, Juventus will figure it out against Napoli. Um, I think that this is a Napoli side who kind of looks a little sluggish to me. I, I'm not convinced with them 100%. I know it's just Genoa, but Genoa really played them really well on Sunday. And I thought yeah, they, they, did. they should have won that match, in, in my opinion. But, again, should have, could have, would have. At the end of the day, Napoli figured a way to that too. But at the end of the day, that's it. I, I like I like Nuventus. I think that they'll come prepared and they'll be ready. I'm curious to see if Chiesa is fit to start. He'll probably come off the bench. Um, you got Bernadeski. It's okay. You're saving grace. But uh, Chiesa, no. sorry
2: to interrupt. Chiesa should be starting with the number seven shirt on every single game. You, yeah. want to, you want to restore yeah. pride in this club, you go and give it to the player who, let's face it, if he was at another club like a Barca Madrid or in the Premier League, people would be calling him the most informed winner oh in the world. No, can, you imagine, can you imagine if he was Brazilian? If yeah. he was Brazilian, how high he would be? People, they, they yeah, that they're probably right that already. Yeah. Three, four years ago at Juve, he probably would have been called one of the best in the world. But people will always look at the stature of the club where they are in context at that particular time, not necessarily the player. But I say you want to restore faith, Jerry, man. You give Chiesa that number seven. That's the real way forward for Juve.
1: No, 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 I, and I get that. I'm just saying I don't know if he's fully fit to start Sunday. Like yeah. that's why he came off the bench on uh, yesterday, and like this yeah. is where I, this is where I come back for the international players. That they're risking players who are not fully fit to play Nicola Roma. I, in a way, I feel bad for Roma because I wouldn't want to be in their situation. They lost to Luca Mancini, Florenzi, uh, and the Pellegrini was sent home today because yeah. why do you, Why do you get sent home? You don't just it was a uh, like, precautionary.
5: Injury, it was yeah. a light a light injury. It's just for precautionary reasons. But, there the you go,
1: though. But, but what about if that became more serious Then what? What about oh, the, the, they, 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 they risked it because they needed him? What do you do then? No, you know wouldn't what I mean? do that. Yeah, these fucking guys don't give a shit, man. They play, these guys want to play for their country too. Exactly. Yeah. It comes it's down good. to them at the end of the yeah. day. They actually yeah, have no choice. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't want like to lose Immobile for fucking – Club play. I, I'm club before country. I don't give a shit if Italy wins or loses. I like Lazio first. I like Italy second. I before I got back into football, I was all club. I mean, country first, clubs second. Now it's so reversed that I'm so invested into my club. I want to see my club being 100% ready to go. So. I see Jerry's still pissed about Philo Cost. No, I don't give a shit about Costage. Our fucking management. You, you got Roma who has a bonsai tree dead, and you got <laughs> and, 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 hold on, and then you got Latu. who can't even spell Frankfurt right.
0: They're still waiting for a response trigger. from Frankfurt. They're still waiting for that email back. <laughs>
1: what what, what team is more stupid, one or the other? They're both dumb in their own ways.
0: Freaking. Well, let me. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't know why. Ho- hopefully. Uh... Hopefully Miguel gets back in. I don't know why we lost Miguel. But Lucci, you're the last one for a prediction uh, anyway. Uh, I, and I've, I'm giving you the last word. Since you have uh, a vested interest in this match, we do not. Napoli hosting Juventus. What happens? Your prediction?
3: Um, you know, I thought Ant and, and Jerry both brought up some, some great points. I, I think this is going to be a good or hopefully a statement match from Allegri and Juventus going into to Napoli. And I have noticed over the years that Juventus seemed to – play to their opponent's level like with Empoli they were you know sleepwalking through that one Udinese after they went up to nothing they fell asleep so I think they're going to want to go into Naples and, and really show that they still mean business um Chiesa against Mario Rui should you know should be a kill on Mario Rui every day of the week so I'd like to see that match up and I think even if DiBala is not ready you have Keane who can hopefully give you some minutes and show that you know he's back where he wants to be and you know, you have other players off the bench that can make a difference. Napoli, um, you know, without Meret and maybe Ospina might still be hurt. Oseman's a huge loss for them. So I think, yeah. you know, firepower, we should be able to, you know, we should be able to hold them and and we should be able to score some. Uh, they're definitely beatable at the back end. So, you know, the chances will come. You just got to make sure you bury them and, and, you know, you play hard. I think Locatelli starts this one too. He just, he has to. The first two games, him coming off the bench, sure, he came in late, that's fine. But, now now we mean business and now he needs to play practically all the time so let's hope for I'm hoping for a 2-1 win
1: well we're on this juventus uh napoli let's, let's let me ask you the question since we brought up Weston mckinney is he an overrated player like do you guys rate him or i i think he's fucking
3: dog shit to be honest <laughs> i don't, I don't I think, think
1: well do it depends I mean, don't like
3: that overrated. Like how, how do you rate him? I think, I think he's a solid depth option. I don't think he's a starter in Syria. I don't think he's just a, a Juventus starter quality. Absolutely. But I think he could be someone that comes in off the bench with, you know, 25, 30 minutes that can come in and run and play like a, a Sammy Kadira type of role. That's going to, you know, sit back, hold the ball, win back the ball, you know, press things like that. But no, he's definitely not, you know, he's definitely not the most talented. He's definitely doesn't have the most pace. You know, but he's if you need a depth option in the midfield, sure, I'm I'm fine with that. But he's
0: definitely he's overrated he's where I come word. from. He's overrated because he's American, like at least yeah. among among Americans. It it's funny, like uh, Miguel has probably noticed this too. So the service where we watch City A matches this year, it's the same service that had Champions League last year and still does. It's Paramount Plus, and every time like you watch a City A match on there, they have like the City A poster and front and center on the poster is Weston McKennie, So it's like force feeding the American audience as if he's the best player in Serie A. Now I, I do get it. You have fewer to choose from with CR7 having left the league and Donnarumma having left the league and Lukaku having left the league that you, you don't have as many like possible poster guys, but still like they have Weston McKennie for the American audience front and center on the poster. So it's like, force-feeding him uh, to the locals. So, listen, I I think he is – I don't know if he's as overrated in, like, Canada and Australia as he is in the United States, but I definitely think he's an overrated player in parts of the world.
1: Yeah, I just don't think he's as good as people make him out to be – like, Can I add something to that?
2: I, th- I think Juve's midfield has been hacked to bits the last few seasons to the point where, like, how are you even supposed to get the best out of him when no one compliments him in that midfield? And as yeah. soon as someone compliments someone, they're either injured or they get rotated out for, like, three or four games in a row. Look at the dipping quality in their midfield from the whole Pidlaw, Vidal, Marchisio, or Pogba situation. And this is while I was saying, even though for the wage you're going to play him, if you get someone like Pjanic, yeah, the books aren't going to compliment it, but watch what happens to that midfield and the players around Pjanic. If you get him into that starting lineup just to free up a little bit of creativity and technical ability, I think uh, very harsh on Weston McKenney. I see why people think he's overrated, but I think he's being asked to do a little bit too much and his attitude shows. He's probably not right for the first team. He's, a, he a, he's a good
3: complimentary player yeah. like Anthony. Is yeah. Yeah. He's not a focal point in your midfield. He's not a superstar, but he could definitely be a good complimentary player. Absolutely. I mean, is, is it fair to say that who Lucie, is like,
1: Who is this
2: not biggie guy?
3: He's
4: a
2: legend man, he comes funny. on my channel all yeah, the time. I like him. He, yeah. he offers good value. <laughs> I'm pro greater than well, for
4: bullshit, but
2: anyways.
0: No, but Lucci, is, is it fair? Like, would you describe Weston McKenney as like maybe like a more polished version of Blaise Matweedy, like who provides similar
3: attributes, but is probably a little bit better than he was? He's he's probably a little better in front of goal, like offensively, than yeah, uh Matweedy was, but um, yeah, I, I would think that's a good comparable pers- uh, player. You know, they both can press well. They're both, you know, fairly, you know, agile, I guess. Or and hardworking, both use. of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. You know, obviously not the most – either of them are the most talented. But, you know, they'll they'll try when they're on the pitch. They'll give you what they got, right?
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I want to move on to Sunday. And, you know, before, before we get into – we'll get into later – Sampdoria, Inter, and Roma, Sassuolo. But we'll start with the bigger match first because Sunday's going to be awesome. You got two, two of the five remaining undefeated going head-to-head. So somebody's unblemished record is going to go whether someone wins or draws. So this is a big one. I'm going to let Miguel speak first on behalf of Milan. Milan off to a very nice start. You know, they haven't had the toughest competition yet, which you can say for most of the bigger sides, the Serie A. So what are you expecting, Miguel? Uh, Obviously, Pioli and company off to a really good start so far this season. Who has stood out to you in a positive way? And what are you expecting to happen against Lazio?
4: Yeah, I think we had a spectacular start to the season. Um, I will say, you know, even though we haven't played against the toughest opponents, we have played really well in the last couple of matches. So I think if we can continue on what we did, and this is exactly where we were, Last season, we started off well. We had two good games, and then we went into match day three. We played Inter, and we kicked their ass. Um, So once again, it's kind of – We got you
0: in the rematch, my friend. That's true. You did.
4: (laughs) But those three points came in super handy for us at the end of the season. So it's kind of the same situation as last season. So, you know, going into this big game against Lazio, you know, Lazio have a new coach in Maurizio Sarri. I think that for this game – Milan just have to play through their strengths. Uh, we beat Napoli at the Sao Paulo before. I mean, uh, we beat, what do you call it? We beat the Olympico. At the Olympical. And they came back and they haunted us. and they We had a really bad game the last time we played them. So what we need to do this game is really just focus on controlling the midfield. If we can control the midfield in this game, uh, I think that we can come away with the result. Now... The biggest takeaway for the game upcoming is that we don't have Olivier Giroud, who uh, caught COVID-19, so he'll be out. He's been a great focal point for the team. Um, If you look at some of the passing that he's been doing, some of the hold-up play that he's been doing in the last couple of games, they've been absolutely immense. I think that Giroud, Leal, and Brahim Diaz have had this kind of in-sync chemistry on the offensive third and the final third, just making that fast one-two-go switch where somebody just runs into the box, cuts in and takes a shot. That's been absolutely amazing. And that's really going to be missed in the game against Lazio. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic is coming back. So I think that with Zlatan back in there, they can continue to pick off where they've already started pretty good and they can continue. I need Theo Hernandez to come up big in this game, and I need Sandro Tonali to put in another great performance as he did last week. Yeah,
0: well said. Uh, Jerry want to get your angle on this match and i don't know if i if i was specific enough when i brought it up the game it's going to be home for milan it's going to be at the san cedo uh jerry is our resident Laziale. he represents that club very well what are you expecting it's like milan lazio are off to a great start they're scoring goals for fun under saturday is the fun run going to continue yeah, it's nice
1: when you can play a fucking empoli and spets every week i wish we could play them 20 more times <laughs> well don't hey, hold on don't tell the juventino about playing empoli Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Beating Empley is not for everybody. I forgot. But uh,
3: <laughs> Okay, when we beat Lazio, that's all that matters, my friend. Remember, Adrian Rabiot scored. I don't know, word. man.
1: I, I think it's coincidence that it, Lazio plays Juventus on my dad's birthday, November 20. Like, I don't understand. If that's just like a hypothetical theory that it's just, it's a sign or something. I, I might have to go Wait, bet on this. Your like, dad's I mean, a, an Inter
3: fan, though. What does that have to do with?
1: Inter, Juve, Don't like each other, Mm. spite, the fuck out of here.
3: (laughs) Maybe your dad will bring us good luck.
1: Yeah, no my dad thinks you guys freaking pay refs he's even said it to me i need to like get him I'm on still video. living in the 70s then
0: oh my dad.
3: you, you mean you be <laughs> living in
0: like 2006 <laughs> is that what you mean
1: yeah my the my 70s. dad the best was last season we watched Hall of verona versus juventus and juventus came back and he's like yeah the rest the rest buddy the refs don't worry but um <laughs> for for lazio i think they're gonna lose so i'll, I'll give you my prediction right off the bat Ooh. They're going to lose 2-1, I say. I think Milan's going to win. And I, I don't think it's Latan that really makes an impact in this game because he hasn't played for who knows how long. I, I'm curious to see what his mat, like his fitness level is like, how, how he kind of like gets in. I think he's going to kind of be rusty in this game where he's not going to have that rhythm, that that kind of step. Uh, Olivier Giroud, if he's not playing on Sunday, I, I'm guessing he's out of the lineup because of coronavirus and he's still quarantined. That's a massive loss compared to Zlatan. lot of time, but I think overall this team. It, it, it remember it's in their third season, second full season under Pioli. They got an identity. They they understand the formation. They like guys like Davide Calabria who who are embracing a bigger role and and really taking on more this season. I think that he's been their best player in the first two games overall. Um, maybe Miguel might think different, and he may think Giroud's is their best player. I just think that from a playing standpoint, Calabria has really become maybe one of the best right-backs in Serie A. And had he not been injured last year, he would have been the starting player for the, the Azzurri. For me, though, um, maybe some people would think different. But um, for Lazio, this is their biggest test of the season. It kind of gives a, a good benchmark of where do they stand. Can they compete with the bigger teams under Sarri at this point? Or is there a, a big work in progress? Like in the in the first two games, we conceded a goal within the first four minutes, which kind of concerns me because, and that's like the only chance that we really gave up in a whole match. Where, in in the response was good by Lazio, where they came back, scored three goals against Empoli, scored six goals against Spezia. but that's not going to be the same case with Milan, where they got a better a better back line, they got a good defense, they got depth, they got they got good forwards up front it's a well-rounded squad um for lazio do do they do they show better form better shape do they start to show a little bit of a better understanding of what sorry wants and the last thing is we've only beaten million once in the last 30 plus years at the San Zero yeah we've Bingo. been for, we've been fortunate in the euro in in copa italia to beat them but that doesn't count because it's not said yeah it's set for Kind of club thing. Like you can't say that you've won twice in the last 30 years when it's you're looking solely on Serie a. And our only win was when we don't have him anymore. Joaquin Correa scored the game winner from a beautiful pass from Luis Alberto, which was Thank two you years for ago. That, by the way, yeah, you're welcome. But um, but he, without Correa, I'm, I'm curious to see who steps up because he's always been that guy who's been able to score. Other than him, Immobile has been really. He has a good track record against uh, Milan as well. But um I like to see how does Toma Basic come into this game? Does he does he it's gonna be his first game, maybe his first appearance in the City A. It's a big transition from League On to City to A different style of play, or tactical. Um you got Zakani who who will be introduced this Sunday. That I think that's a big boost for Lazio, but it's their back line. Like, I don't know why his team doesn't want to sign David Luiz. Like
3: sign Rugani when you had the chance. No, we don't want no of <laughs>
1: shit. No, thank you. I would take mm. Luis over Rugani. I don't care what mistakes he made at Arsenal. It's it's not I think that a guy like Luis would have been perfect more, not even for a center back. He plays behind Lucas Leva. The guy has experience playing as a defensive midfielder. I think that he can spot in and really manage Leva's minutes and give some good experience. Like I hate. I, I, he's a free transfer. I just don't know why they don't want him. It, it, unless it's his wages and it's it's too much, I can understand. But this is the kind of guy who really could have helped in several several positions. And you, look, look. so if Luis Felipe doesn't play Sunday, who's your backup? You're relying on Patrick. And no disrespect to Patrick, he's not a center back. He's a right back or a right wing. He's not got the size to, to to defend against Latons, Laton will destroy him and eat him.
2: What Who's
1: about... our, um, Who Dennis Vavro, the guy who no. came from the Danish league, who I thought was gonna be the best player. I, I, I was convinced. What he was about Rucic, No. Uh, yeah, he plays on the right side, though. He,
4: he
1: you could okay. do that, but but they don't want to. They want him to play as a right back.
4: Which and, makes and he, sense.
1: So the, the the problem is now you have Dennis Vavro, who. Hasn't really made an impression, and we decide to keep him in the lineup. He's the last spot. He's not part of our Europa League team, but like, like there's a concern here. Like, why? Why is there the red flag where you're not getting David Luiz? Like, this is a big, massive upgrade over Favro. We spent ten million dollars for this guy. This is what makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, Kmina did didn't even get registered. Another freaking waste of money. Like, <laughs> I, that's why I'll defend Letito to a, to a degree where. We can say all we want that Latito's cheap, but when you're spending 10 million on Favro, 10 million on Fadis, and the list 20 keeps million on Morici, I'm 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 not uh, waving the flag on Morici yet. I, I think that if Sorry has faith in him, I will respect the manager's decision. Yeah, just like he decided to use Raul Morrow, 18 year old, where Simone Zagi. This is his biggest flaw. Okay, if you guys want to hear, this is a Simone Zagi flaw. The guy doesn't like to play any young players. It's bad. Like, you got Machiriano. Give him a shot when the chance comes. If you're up 2-0 in a game, give him 30 minutes, see what he can do. That's where I respect Sari right now. You're up 6-1. You're up 4-0. He puts in Ramaro. He puts in 16-year-old Luca Romero. Give these guys a chance. I don't care what if they're 18 years old. That's a stupid excuse, okay? These guys need to make... And they need a chance to, like, grow and, and kind of show what they have. So, Raul Morrow has looked really good in the first two games. nzagi never played a guy under 23 years old last year until the final game of the year. Wow. Like, we were eliminated from Champions League for seven games and we decided to play Marco Parolo and fucking Len- Senolulic on one lake. Like, is there something wrong here or what? <laughs> I think Nzaghi is a great manager, so I'm not going to shit on him, like, I just – that's one big flaw of him since he was with Lazio. In his early days when he took over, he was always playing young players. Like
0: well, – You know what? You know what probably changed? The the, the the pressure of his own success got higher and higher. Uh-huh. So he thought, I can't risk young players anymore because this is too important for my job. I think that's probably what changed.
1: But it's bullshit because he said that Romaro wasn't good enough. And so many people were like, oh, yeah, Zagi's right. Look, look at what he does at the Primavera. When you play in the Primavera, it's one thing. When you go play with, with big boys, your game, you push yourself to another level. Your your mind becomes more, okay, I need to beat Ronaldo now. Okay, I need to beat that guy now. Like, it, your mindset changes in the city, A yeah, compared to the Primavera. You're playing with boys. Now you're playing with men. Like, <laughs> like, like it, it, it drives me nuts because raw moral." has looked so good in the first two games. I think he can have a, a, a major impact on Sunday. And it's the same like Brahim Diaz, where people probably thought he wasn't that great last year. Sandro Tonali is another one where they thought he wasn't good enough. He's 20 years old. Let's write him yeah. off. Let's fucking flush him down the tw- the drain. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> these two players, uh, along with Calabria, have been the best players. I think Diaz has been fantastic for, for Milan. Like... Best midfielder, I would think. What do you think, Miguel? I'd like to hear what you think on that one. And and along with Sindra Tonali, like he needs time. I, I thought I'll be honest, I'll I'll call myself out. I thought this guy wasn't gonna be good. I thought he was just a brush kind of thing, sweep him underneath the rug. I was so wrong about him. And for people to say, uh, oh, I still need more time to be bought on it. That first two games this season. Really good. You a, yeah, you you, you got to have a clear indication. Don't be blindsided because it's Milan and this banter and fucking team shit. Like be open minded and see what they are like.
4: Yeah, my thoughts on that um, with the Mahim think uh When you first came to Milan, I always said that he was the one to watch for Milan because I've seen the quality that he has. Um, his issue when he first came into City, A was he would dribble a lot and he wouldn't pick his head up, so he wouldn't see an open pass. Um, but he adapted to that. He kind of got stronger. He was getting bullied off the ball a lot because, you know, in La Liga, it's not really about physicality. Um, so he bulked up and kind of learned how to play in the City, A, and he's been great so far. And I always trusted in him. Uh, the thing with Sandro Tonali, I've been saying this for quite some time. If you've watched my YouTube videos, I say this all the time. Sandro Tonali is so young. He's only 20 years old. And the guy came from Brescia where the Brescia team was facilitated around him. And he was playing in a 4-3-3. He was playing as the attacking midfielder. Now he's playing in a double pivot. He has to be a defensive midfielder. His, his literal job is to win back the ball and push it up the field. That's it. That's totally different from someone who's facilitating the attack. And for a 20 year old kid, that's a lot of pressure on you. Um, and it's not the same. People are like, oh, well, Benacer. Like, Benacer literally had an entire season of consecutive starts before he found his feet. If you guys remember when Benacer was first starting for Milan, he was getting constant yellow cards every game. He had like 14 yellow cards in half of the season. And then he adapted. Same thing with Tonali. He just needed time to adapt. And now that he's adapted, I think that he's going to be a real weapon for the season for us.
0: That's well said. I want to finish going around the table uh, predictions on Milan Lazio. Uh, We just got one from Gerald who's going, man, I kind of hope it's not 0-0. I want to see some goals. Um, Honestly, I'm leaning to Milan in this one. And a lot of it does have to do with being the home side, 50% capacity. Uh, I'm going to give them... The edge there. I'm going to say a two-one for Milan. Uh, Mass, I'll go to you next. What are you expecting, Milan? Lazio?
5: I'm going to nothing, Milan. I think it. Uh, they're at home. Fans are there. I think. Uh, I think they'll be all right. And all the like I said, I don't think they, they don't lose many people due to the international break, right? Uh, Milan, right. With the South Americans. I don't think right neither does Lazio. But uh, I favor Milan in this one.
0: Uh, I'll go to you next, Anthony. What Hold do you on, think, what, what Milan? Did you
5: stay there, Mass. We don't do
1: well after the break.
0: No, no, no. That you didn't no, lose no, no. too many guys like South Americans oh, in the, the international break. South Americans cause
5: problems oh, okay. with the international break. Oh,
0: and not okay. being back in time.
1: Oh, are they are they delayed to come
5: back? I, I think yeah. they're
0: going to be delayed to get cleared. Like uh, from my understanding, I'm not expecting for Inter to see Lautaro or Corea. That they're not going to be available until the following match, until probably Real Madrid Champions League.
1: I know that our record after the international break is absurd. It's really bad. Like, we suck after the, like, the international break. That
4: That's
0: all I know. Well, so, uh, <laughs> let's go next uh, to Anthony. Your prediction for Milan Lazio.
2: Yeah, good points all around. I think I think it's in Sardis and Lazio's best interest to keep this game tight, compact, gritty as much as possible. You're not going to score four goals. You're not going to score six goals. You're not going to get chances to lose the ball and then backtrack and count on, you know, an Empoli side to not score which you know even though Empoli have showed some flashes of good football you can almost bank more likely than not they won't same goals for the first opponent that they have played this milan team is is quite well oiled mentally even if on paper i still think they lack the depth that clubs like inter and even juventus to an extent have but as long as their starters stay fit i think that milan can grind this one out I'll go for 2-1, um, and I'm expecting Tonali to have another good game. Good points all round on Tonali. is He's going to have a breakthrough season this season. I think Brahim Diaz really has something to prove, as most people who dream of playing for Real Madrid usually do when they don't make the cut at a club like Real Madrid. You get sent out, you prove you're good enough, and, hey, eventually you go back there and they sell you for €60 million euros anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> matter.
3: <laughs> Lucci, I'll give you the last word on Milan Lazio. How do you see I'm it? Gonna, I'm going to give a 2 nothing to Milan. I'm sorry uh, Jerry I don't Mr. Sarri watching him for a year at Juve he doesn't know how to play gritty he doesn't know how to get his boys in the, you know into the the dirty areas of the pitch he's all about you know quick passes and and hit them on the counter kind of thing so I just think Milan is too yeah they're well organized well oiled machine as as Ant mentioned I think they'll they'll be able to take out a win in this one
0: Let's go through uh two more matches here's the
1: thing with, with Lazio I don't I don't even know what to expect because yeah. the first game I'll, I'll be honest. The first game, the back end was was uh, destroyed by by Empoli. Okay, like it was so uh, like the, the line was so bad shape. be – oh my god, all over the place. I, like I, I think that his time's done. Like he's already peaked before he can get to 34. Oh, yeah.
3: But like he a long but, time ago.
1: But but like it's just it's scary because then after they play Spezia and they look day and night where they looked more compact. They're making passes. So I don't know what to expect. What kind? And the thing is that we're nowhere near sorry ball, nowhere near sorry ball. Yeah. But like they they look, they looked really composed against Betsya, very controlled, very relaxed. There 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 wasn't any really weaknesses in the back end. But you look at and it's like, so I don't I don't know what to expect against. Yeah, but now you're playing
3: real, you know, competition. Yeah, yeah. But again.
1: You look at both sides. I just don't know what kind of does does Lazio play to their competition, and they they, they do they do they sit back and play more defensive compared to like moving the ball. And sorry knows that if he tries to play his style of play, does it open up Lazio and it gives Milan an advantage? You know what I mean? Like it's I'm curious to see the approach that sorry takes into this game, knowing where Milan is, because he's not a stupid manager. He knows that this is going to be a step up compared to Spezia and Poli. Yes. take a different approach. But That's, no,
3: Sadi never changes. He's very one-dimensional. He's always plan A.
1: Uh, we'll see. Napoli and Juve, like he was the
3: same. Yeah.
1: Fuck. Fuck, sounds like Gonzagi. Plan A, no plan B.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm serious. Never had a. Sounds like Antonio that. Conte and every other coach you know, has it's, said yeah, uh, it. Right, you're, you're right. right. You're, you're right. A lot of
0: Italian managers don't have yeah, a plan B. Don't
2: Man, you want <laughs> flexibility? You have to go overseas for for a manager, man. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly, I
0: think like I, Allegri is one of the few that has shown like plan B's and Cs over the years. I can't think of very many others. It's usually one formation, one pattern, and there's no plan B. And by the way, I should have mentioned at the top. This is, I think, the third episode we've done where we're simulcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network, where I do a lot of shows. And uh, my guy, uh, Ricky J. Mark, who's a good uh, friend of mine on the network, said, wait a minute, we have a Syria A show on the network? Works for me, he added. Yeah, welcome, man. We, uh, we stream once or twice a week, usually Ricky, on Mondays, Ricky sometimes Balboa. on Tuesdays.
1: Ricky Balboa.
0: Ricky, Ricky Williams, Balboa, Ricky
1: Williams, <laughs> Ricky James. You Ricky know Balboa's Martin. name was
0: Rocky, not Ricky, right?
1: <laughs> I know. I, I kind of butchered that after I kind of <laughs> realized that it was Ricky. I was saying not <laughs> Rocky, but uh, you know, I, I kind of butcher a lot of things. Well, what are we going into? Let me take the segue. You. Well, uh, I, I wanted okay. to go into, and is I don't it, have a, I don't it? have a whole lot of. Keep in who mind is? here, I don't have a
0: whole lot of time left, but I want to go into Inter? Ro- We we can go to that next. I was gonna, I was gonna be nice to Mass and go to Roma Ceswall oh, next. We can go Shibu, to Inter.
1: Who gives a shit Roma, man? Mass does,
0: <laughs> and they're undefeated. They're looking good so far. Who, who they uh, they'll crumble they base at base some, some point. point. Uh, nah, they can't I keep so. this up. There's no way. This is the game. haven't looked that great so far.
5: They haven't. No, they haven't looked good at all. no, they haven't two against Hellas Verona and 0-0 against Sampdoria.
3: I don't know, man. Don't put too as much soon continue. as Mourinho has an injury or two, Roma's going right down the toilet.
5: That's all got got right.
3: He
2: got a red card in a pre-season friendly, man. Like, Mourinho <laughs> yeah. is always I love going him. to be I Mourinho. Love Mourinho. I like I him. him. I always love him <laughs> for what he did. At dinner, but I've got my reservations this season, too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He, his,
5: body, his body language and, his, and the way he's just been at the team is looking pretty good. He looks like he's having yeah. a ball at Roma. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different Mourinho that I've seen uh, in recent times. So,
2: I'm just happy to be out of England, bro. Honestly, <laughs> oh, honestly, anyone at that point, right? Like yeah. uh,
5: that, that leagues, uh, the the media. I thought the media in Montreal was bad for hockey, but oh my god, the media for soccer in England's just. Uh, oh yeah, it's at another level.
1: Well,
5: so all right, so
0: hold on. Well, we can do the prediction on Sampdoria Inter first. It is going to be in Genova. Um, and'll I'll start and then I'll go to Anthony we'll go around the rest of the table. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a tough match for inter because number one, inter do not tend to have great showings at those lunch matches. It's the 1230 Italian time. Uh, and you know they, they always seem to uh, the lights don't really come on until like later in the afternoon. so I I, I can see inter conceding first. And then the other thing is, in likely not having Lautaro or Correa for this game, you know they're going to do the way that they opened the season, which was fine against Genoa. Going to be a little bit tougher at Samp, you know, having go starting up front with Sensi playing behind him. I think Inter are going to grind it out because they are the more talented side. At the end of the day, Uh, I'm I'm seeing like a a 2-1 where they concede first and probably get a couple of goals in the second half. And I'm going to wake up at 6:30 a.m. on Sunday to watch this and probably regret not, you know, waking up later and just watching, you know, from like the 70th minute on. So that that's kind of the way that I see it. I did see um, earlier in the chat uh gerald predicted oh wait no sorry that wasn't him uh, somebody predicted a a 0 inter zero, Sampdoria. oh my god what
5: kind of yeah one? uh not biggie said 3-1 Inter.
0: oh Biggie, oh my bad my bad three yeah I, I think i was looking at the wrong one i mean i'm not far from, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 2-1 inter but it's gonna be one of these things where it's gonna be like giving birth like it's gonna be painful to watch it i think uh well what do you think anthony uh who, who do you think comes out on top
2: well, first of all, 6.30 a.m. Spare me your bullshit, sir. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, what time is it going to be there? Like one in the morning? Uh, I have God? A- I haven't checked yet, so I just always assume it's in between 1 and 3.30 a.m. That way you can't be disappointed when you see the fixture. But, um, oh, this is going to be a really, really tough one. Sampdoria played very well against Milan in their first game. They played well in the second game as well to get a point against Sassuolo. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, They've they've got Caputo in the background who will be keen to jump in and score a goal. As you said, Alex, lunchtime kickoff against Sampdoria – Please, man, where's my X times two so I can eat some steak and and lobster this weekend because I can see this result coming from a mile away. We won't score first in this game and I'm just talking from experience. It's going to be very tough. Sampdoria are a different fisher kettle to Hellas Verona this season and Genoa this season. Um, It's going to be a grind, uh, but the thing that's saving grace is that our depth, we can get an injection of quality or a goal can come at any given point in time now. And if it's not going to come from the attackers, well, don't worry. We've got three pretty big bloody defenders that are just seething at the teeth to get their header into a ball. I'm very confident, even if we don't have Lautaro and Correa, that we go into this game like we do every game this season with an adequate starting eleven. That was very important, and that's why Marotta and Auxilio deserve all their praise in the offseason. It sucks losing two of your best players. It really does. But when you replace them position for position the way that we did and when we look at who we've got on our bench still, I mean, we're bringing on Arturo Vidal with 18 minutes left, for God's sake. you know, He's actually looking good this year. It's a miracle. 18 minutes of Arturo Vidal's physicality and energy compacted into 20 minutes. Please give me a break, man. Midfields in the rest of the league are fearing him every time he comes on. That being said, I'm going to go with uh, one all the classic 1-1, one, one, and it won't be the end of the world um, when we don't get the win. Bar what the Inter community will react like. Well, who do you
0: give the goal to then? Because I'm going to go if I'm going to stick to my my 2-1 Inter, I'm going to give a goal to Jeko, and I'm going to give a goal to Brozovic. He had a patented outside the box strike for Croatia this week. When when he starts to get into a groove, I think he's going to have a big one from outside the box.
2: Trademark Brozovic goal, that one, man. And he's overdue for a good performance in midfield because I'd say that out of all our starting 11, he might have been the one that put in a couple of subpar performances in the first two games. But um, I, I like got to get the goal, mate. So one all for me. Um, if Inter can come away and grind out a win away from home in this fixture, then I'll start to look at the season and go, all right, we might just have something here.
0: All right, let's go around the table. Uh, Miguel, AJ, what do you think about the Inter traveling to take on Sampdoria, your prediction for that one?
4: You know, I think this is going to be a difficult one for Inter. You know, Sampdoria did play well against Milan. I think that Omar Kali and Yoshida at the back, it's just they're going to be aggressive. Um, but I do think that Inter has that extra depth of quality that can happen. I think that they can manage to get a late goal from a corner kick from somebody, and they can, they can sneak away the 1-0 victory, um, from Sampdoria, They definitely are a different team, especially losing Claudio Ranieri and having a new manager, but they just don't have the tools quite yet. They gave Sassuolo some problems, but they still need some fine tuning. If Inter can ultimately just play their game and stay patient and wait for a goal to come and not force it, they can come away with a 1-0 victory.
0: Well said. Jerry, I'll go to you next. Your prediction for a... Sorry, I just had like a coughing fit back here, so I'm... Uh... I'll give the floor to Jerry Sampdoria. Enter your prediction.
1: Is Martiano in still in the squad, or did guys did you guys loan him out?
0: No, Satriano's still in the squad. No, he'll probably he'll Satriano. probably come off. Uh, I think he'll get in off the bench at some if point. If he in the game. does
1: not play on Sunday, then the guy should have been loaned out. That's all I can say. He Do did. You know? He
0: did have a cameo in the opener, but that was not a close game. So yeah, this, I'm just you know.
1: saying he if he doesn't get a chance this Sunday. For me, they should have just thrown him out, send them away, fucking play wherever you want to play. Because when you don't have Correa or Lataro in the lineup, there's no excuse why this guy shouldn't be getting a chance to play fifteen minutes at least off the bench, yeah. whatever, man. Like and they don't have they don't have Alexis like, available either for this there game. You go. So
0: he's he's I'm I'm almost positive he's want to play.
1: Something, man. That'd be so stupid. I will go Sandorio plays, last, I mean, Sandorio plays Inter very well. I, I think yeah. they were the only team to beat them in the first half last season yep. for like a, a, a long stretch. Well, in them and way. Milan, yeah, were the only yeah. in the fir- first half both beat them. Yeah. They, they played really well against them in the second half. It was just a, no, a needless game where they lost, I think, 5-1 or something in the last game of the season. But um, I will go 2-1 Inter. I think they're going to grind it out. I think they're going to figure a way – to win this game, it won't be easy. I, I I know a lot of people don't rate Roberto Diversa that highly. I like him. I like him. I think he's a good manager, good replace. Not, he's not Polly Ranieri type style, strategic, but what he was able to do with Parma and bring them up from City of Chi to City of Keep him up there, and then they fired him for no reason. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The move they ever did came back at the worst time. Didn't have enough time to keep him up. Um, I think that with Sondoria, he has a good lot, a lot of options to, to keep this really a, a very intense match. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. And I want to be that kind of guy where, oh yeah, you said both sides. I'll stick with Inter because Nzaki always figures out a way to win matches. But um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go two one, Inter in
0: this match i'll go to Lucci next and by the way um according to Adriano, it's uh, it's a dead heat now can you verify it that luch that it's hold 50 on, it 50 open. the chin uh,
3: oh. the chin pull Mass you is got following it. it closely
5: yeah hold on i got it open here give me a second
3: i'm pulling it up I, I do think while we're waiting for that. F-
5: you're at 51 to 48. At one wow. It's tight. It's
3: tight. Yeah, that's it not, tight. not even mathematically possible. 51 to
0: 48? Like What the, What kind of <laughs> yeah, shenanigans like, are happening uh, here?
5: It was like uh, 51 point something to 48. Oh, to okay. One. I didn't realize we had decimals <laughs> in there. Okay, yeah, was not... decimals. <laughs> um, so I'm seeing here oh, wow. it's 50.9% uh, to Lucci, 49.1% to uh, Phil. Tight.
2: <laughs> when does this poll close? Eight,
5: 18 hours left. 216 votes in. Wow. That's, that's wow. Uh, pretty... It's a hefty number.
0: <laughs> so this is gonna be like this is gonna be decided by like the the Asian voters when they wake up because they're probably asleep now. <laughs>
1: I've got a lot of them too. Yeah, <laughs> so so, so, so right now because like because all, all the
0: yes. Europeans have voted and they're in bed by now. The North Americans have probably cast their votes by now. I think Asia is gonna decide this thing.
1: Where is the
4: national?
2: Yeah. Luch is in the background you're, preparing all his posters. You're stealing yeah. You
1: guys are feeling back to thunder here. Can you tell us who you think is going to win Inter versus Oh,
3: yeah. Um, I think Inter is going to grind it out 2-1. I can see my boy Sensi burying one. Maybe a late winner. That's, that's my nice.
5: prediction. I would love that.
0: I, I would nice. love a, a return to serious form for is Sensi. Uh, mass mass
1: prediction? Ma- oh. Yeah, I'm going
0: to give Mass the last word on on Sampdori Inter, and then we'll start with Mass. On Roma Sassuolo.
1: Yeah, I got a question right. for
5: him actually. Um, I'm seeing a one nothing to Inter, and it's going to be a late game winner, and it's probably going to be Zeko. Just for all the times I bad mouthed them all last year, so <laughs> just to really oh, fire man. me up on a okay. Sunday morning.
1: I got a question for Max now. Never yeah. mind, Alex. Get you your Inter bullshit. But none uh, <laughs> joking. But um, <laughs> how does how does Roma enter their match on Sunday, on the assumption now? You know that Pellegrini may not be fit to play Sunday yeah Anya may not be fit to play Sunday um Mancini likely most likely out like how, how did how does Roma approach this because there are this is this is I think Roma has the worst luck in in the Wait, league. there's
5: there's more there's more I, I'd seen rumors during the week that uh Abram took a knock during training oh, so man. uh you're, you're treating out uh, we're we're cursed. It's it's insane. Um, the training grounds cursed, not the team. Yeah, it's absolutely. We gotta move grounds. from not- We need to train somewhere else. Get away from Chigoria, Start fresh somewhere else. It's been bad news. Um, No, but uh, Vinia apparently it wasn't as serious as uh, they thought it would be. But we might lose him because of what's been happening with the South Americans being able to be clear to play uh, in Syria. So for all I know, we're probably gonna be starting Calafiori to the in in Vigna's spot. Um Pellegrini. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. It was more precautionary that he left the Italian team. So we'll see. So it's not the jury's not out there. I haven't. I don't know what the extent of Abraham's injury is. Apparently, he took a knock during training, but I haven't seen anything since.
3: The wheels and are falling Manchi, off already. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, it's it's it's
5: a snowball effect. One guy goes down, and then it's like a, it's a weird. Like Roma, Roma compound. is the only
0: Roma is the only place where injuries are contagious somehow. Like I, I yeah, it's, it's, it's insane.
5: I just want it's to know how, how does
1: how does Roma approach against the Sassuolo side, where I've heard that they haven't been that bad to start the season. I haven't watched them, so I can't really. That's one they, team they I won three really... two
5: against Halos Verona. I didn't watch it, but they they struggled against watch. Sampdoria, and it was a 0-0, yeah. uh, 0-0 draw. Uh, who's their coach now? Is it uh, Italiano? Does no, the it's the guy left, from right?
1: Empoli. The guy who Dion- Dionisi from Empoli. The guy who mm. who who promoted to Empoli and he went to Sassuolo. So I, I don't yeah. know what to expect. I'm just curious. Does, does I Roma really uh, I, I did not really, I didn't
5: really watch a lot of Sassuolo, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But Roma right now, I mean, if the injuries are as bad as the... aren't on the... Uh, are more on the, leaning on the players not starting, I think we should be all right. I mean, we got some guys in the Primavera that could kind of step up that we saw last year in the mid. So if we lose maybe Pellegrini or he comes in later, we probably probably go vera to cristante diawara i don't want to see the i would rather see um what's his name not Bove. there's another guy uh darboe Darbo, darboe yeah, i'd rather see yeah darboe apparently there's Bove and darboe i'd rather see darboe start ahead of uh ahead of diawara maybe I, it's gonna be tough i don't know but i i, I see uh marino has a lot of the youth on the bench too so He's probably going to find a way to kind of incorporate them in there. I don't know what our backline's going to be like. Uh, Smalling just got back to training, I think. So he's not uh, 100% fit. And I don't know what the story is with Maxi Kumbula.
3: That backline's a joke. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: That's why, like, I'm, I'm actually, like, th- thinking about uh, it. With, with all this injury info, I was going to pick Roma to win the match. But I I'm, i don't know. I may be thinking, like, a, like a 1-1 or a 2-2 now. It's going to be – well, what do you think, Mass? What's your score prediction?
5: I think we win. I'm not, I wouldn't put it uh I don't think we lose, but I, I I we might not walk out with all three points. At best it's a it's a it's a draw, but I don't yeah. see us losing this game.
0: Yeah, I don't see him losing either. I'm I'm going to go with a with a 1-1. Uh we'll go around the table. Lucci, I'll go to you next. What do you think uh Roma hosting Sassuolo?
3: Yeah, I think uh Sassuolo might give them some trouble defensively, but Roma will end up with the win. I, I could see it like 3-1 or 2-1 or something like that. Just Roma will, will be able to score. Sassuolo's uh, a little weak at the back.
0: Jerry, what do you think?
1: I'll go 1-1. One, one. Um, I haven't watched Roma. Uh, actually, I watched them at Fiorentina. They've
0: actually been really fun to watch.
5: Yeah, <laughs> i got to yeah. tell I, you. I've been, it.
1: been really enjoyable. I didn't watch the Salernitana game. I heard they played out lights all light solid, like, yeah, that's small, Yeah, small, yeah I small. watched that it game. Was, it, was it was pretty It was impressive. a little
5: slow to start because Salernitana really just like – hung back, and then once we got the first goal in, it was just gates open. They were just mm-hmm. running wild.
1: I'll, I'll go 1-1. I, I just don't... I haven't watched enough of Sassuolo to know what's going to happen here. Um
3: Too many people yeah. left Sassuolo for them to be yeah, able to be Yeah.
1: So, uh, I, I know, but with football, when you're missing four guys, it ruins the chemistry. It ruins the sink. Especially a team like Roma, who's really clicking on all gears and like it's gonna be a lot of adjustments, so I'm curious to see how they adapt after the break.
5: Who's healthy? Who's not? Like yeah. Virtue. If Virtue is healthy, he, no, he's fine, and he actually he got All his right? call up with the French uh, national team finally. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll go on one. I, I don't even know about this game. I, <laughs> this is a game I wouldn't want to bet on
1: because it's it smells like a little. I'm probably low. gonna
0: end up betting on it, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> let me go to uh, and by the way if you want to play some wagers use uh, betus.com uh, Miguel I'll go to you next sir what do you What do you see happening in this match
4: yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Roma 2-1 even though it looks like it's going to be a difficult game depending on who's out and who's in I still think that Roma can kind of do the job yeah Sassuolo can give him some trouble but I just don't think Sassuolo has the confidence that's needed going into a game like this
0: Well said. Anthony, I'll give you the last word, sir. Roma Uh, Sassuolo.
2: Yeah, toughest, probably toughest um, game of the match day to pick. Even tougher than Napoli-Juve for me. I don't know what version of um, Roma is going to turn up for this one. Good points regarding Sassuolo losing um, maybe one too many players to keep that trend going from last season. I think Desert is obviously their biggest loss because that's where you lose a lot of your identity yeah. and familiarity. I think that's where Roma can break them down. I think because Sassuolo still play a similar brand of football they played last season with, very, with not as much execution or fluidity. I think Roma should be able to get them on the break, on the counter. I'm going to go for a very sneaky, horrendous 2-1 win that just (laughs) smells like Mourinho from here all the way to London.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to give everyone a chance on the way out to promote everything we're doing. We'll start with Anthony, who's got the hot mic there, of course, doing a lot of good stuff at Inter Worldwide. Where can they find you and your crew?
2: Me and the crew inter worldwide youtube socials podcast also just moved into a new platform called football worldwide where i very unbiasedly discuss italian football if you're going to choose into tune into inter worldwide it's usually biasly geared towards inter but <laughs> thanks for having me again it was um a great to be a part of a very very good channel today and i can't wait to do it again cheers boys
0: no great having you and we'll go from one side of milano to the other uh miguel aj aka milano miguel where can people find all your stuff
2: yeah, and, you
4: know, follow me on Twitter, MiguelAJ29. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do weekly vlogs on the Milan games, at, and that's Milan and Miguel on YouTube.
0: And he does a great job, man. Totally. Uh, even though, if I'm watching Milan Eastie content, you know, he's doing a good job because I watch his stuff and I even I listen to our guys on the Milan weekly pod. So if you've got an Interista like myself actually taking the time to listen to and, and watch Milan Eastie stuff, you know, these guys are doing an excellent job. Mas Richo, our good pal, uh, my good pal from north of the border. Where can people find your stuff, man?
5: Uh- you find me at Mass148 on Twitter and at mas.richo on uh, IG uh, for all things Roma and uh, pro-City uh, propaganda on the socials.
3: Brian Cristante fan page.
5: Oh, yeah. The uno- unofficial founder of the Brian Cristante fan club. <laughs>
3: Love it. Love it. And, and Lucci,
0: you're doing uh, a lot of stuff uh, audio wise. So now I, I, even though I do, I do watch some Milan stuff. I have a hard time absorbing Juventus content, So I will let you promote.
3: That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been uh, trying to get into some, uh, some spaces on, on Twitter, maybe once a week, been trying to keep an eye out for that. Um al all, uh, all uve cast in the comments here uh you know we have a great group of guys you know if you want to tune in and listen talk some uve we all we also talk about azuri any syria but you know for some of the best uve content follow us at uh, all uve cast watch our youtubes um yeah live pods everything and and do some writing on the on the side too when i get some extra time so keep an eye out for that and follow me right here there you go, Daniele Lucci.
0: And and vote, by the way, because you have like uh, a, a, yes. if, if if our friends from Asia are waking up now. I don't. I'm not sure what time it is there, but I I know it's way different. Then you need to vote on Jerry's Twitter poll. Who's got it's the uh, the better about, jawline?
4: It's probably about nine a.m. over there. Oh, like that's 10. perfect. That's yeah.
0: perfect. Vote vote for Lucci. vote vote for for the divine jaw jerry uh, of course
5: (laughs) the divine (laughs) the divine jaw line the divine jaw line Uh, we we, we, we gotta credit we gotta credit nando for that one yeah i think it was yes good good show nando
1: that piece of shit. what what about you jerry where can people find
0: all your work i know you've been Uh, writing like a crazy man
1: i have but i haven't released anything because i've been Just writing like 30 articles and I keep them in the backlog. Why release them? Like what what are you writing them for then? I don't know. I just give it's fun to write and that's it, man. It's not I I don't know, it keeps my mind off shit. Try enough Twitter, man. Fair enough. Can't wait in like life's normal and no longer like and so like consistent on on Twitter. Before the pandemic, I never gave a shit about Twitter as much as I did after like during the pandemic. Like it's really bad. Like I got so addicted to it that I don't know how to stay off and just like not be like stuck to it um j mancini eight is where you can find me i have a few pieces coming out for the laziale one for again, italian football news a few interviews did a piece on Giroud. so guys i am not Bias. I don't just write Lazio and Inter. I like to write about Milan and Napoli when I can. And the, I've only written one piece ever about Juventus in uh, in Roma. I got shredded about the Roma. It was probably the worst oh. thing I ever did in my life because people <laughs> thought I was a Lazio traitor. Wow. Uh, fucking dumb. But anyways, I guess I guess writing I guess writing is against the law to write about Roma because people don't but,
0: understand like journalism. That just because you see an article written about a team doesn't mean the Person who wrote it is necessarily a fan of that team. I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand.
1: I don't get it either. There's a few things that I would love to write about Tammy Abraham for Roma because I think that
5: he's been insane. Well, just I, like you, you I write it, you
1: you write it, and then send it to like
0: Lucci and let Lucci post it so that you can be the ghost writer. Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, my my
1: wife's the ghost writer for me because uh, she does all the editing. So freaking that's why it takes a while for me to release my articles as well. So. Other than that, and I did an interview today with um, three, what's it called, actually? I don't want to disrespect Oh, yeah, because I think
0: think that's a new show, right? So if you can find it, let people know, uh, and we um, we should get these guys on our pod sometime.
1: I joined three men in Milan podcast today, and um, three guys in the UK, and they were fantastic people who had me on, and basically uh did a match preview for milan versus lazio did not shit talk i didn't say one bad word either um when it's my pod i swear i don't care really i told them straight up any pod i go on i don't swear it's not right it's disrespectful because it's like me going into your house and and i have to respect what you are i respect your house basically like i don't come in and trash it so when i go in your pod it's like your house where you have your certain rules it's while you want don't 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 treat it like you would treat your own stuff like yeah have, have kind of like some humility some some respect for other people that if, if you like to swear on your pod that's one thing but there are other people who don't appreciate that so just keep an open mind on that. Like I, I'm one person with our pod, but that's not who I am for other pods. That's, that's just not how I work. If I go on a space with Lucci, I don't tell him to go f himself. It's just not right. <laughs> you only do right, that in though. private like, most yeah. of the time. It's only not on the side. right though, man. Like <laughs> if I go on Joe's podcast, they, they, you also have to remember these guys have podcasts that are censored, so they right. they, they they have it at a Ooh. setting where. Swearing's not allowed. So it's true. Although but, I've noticed
0: a lot of people violate that rule and it annoys me because sometimes you'll have somebody whose pod on iTunes says clean and then I listen to it and they're cursing up a storm. And I'm like, dude, like I, I labeled this one explicit because I know that I sometimes can't control myself. Jerry can never control himself on this show on his own show. So like, I, I wonder if like, if, if being labeled explicit, like will change the algorithm. So we don't like show up in people's recommendations or something. But I'm just being honest. Cause I know we're going to curse on, I know we're going to fucking curse on the show from time to time. So <laughs> I wanted to be honest about it, but yeah, de- definitely check out Jerry's work and, uh, and check out my stuff as well. Uh, at Alex Dono on Twitter is where you can find me. Um, And I know that some of you are watching this on the Cultural Connection YouTube page. Some are watching it on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube page. I'll let both sets of viewers know that I do a daily stream talking American sports, primarily South Florida sports, which may interest some of you and not interest some of you. Uh, But I do that on the Five Reasons Sports Network at 12 noon every day. Uh, So, yeah, huge shout out, of course, to Jerry, to Lucci, to Mass and to Miguel for taking time out of their evenings. And a huge shout out to everyone who uh, who cut it up with us in the live chat. And if uh, whether you're watching it live or you watch back later, make sure on YouTube you smash that like button. You hit that thumbs up button. That really helps us out because that makes more people aware of the video. We finesse that YouTube algorithm that way. So we will talk to you guys again uh, next time on another episode of the Calcho Connection podcast. Ciao.